It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning. This is Joe Welke back here at it, back in the hot seat. Bob is off to Hawaii, where I'm sure it's a lot warmer than it is here. But, you know, he... he, he earns these trips and he can fill up those planes so he gets to go uh so today we're going to be doing some news with talking about how farmers grow for not for farmers getting paid for not just what they grow but how they grow it we're also going to go over what the export levels were for in 2021 because they they were a lot higher for the red meat farm first dairy cooperative elected a new board of directors and officers and we're going to talk a little bit about the freedom convoy that's been getting a lot of news headlines between the canada and the u.s also we're going to hear from dan bossy he's an economist about the farm stuff that's going on and his take on the farm economy but before we get to all that we're going to hear from sawyer brown he is going to be at they are going to be at Farm Tech Fest on Wednesday, July 13th at the Clark County Farm Tech Days in Loyal. So, Farm Tech Fest, it's a new thing. It's going to be across the road from Farm Technology Days, and it's going to provide some awesome music because Sawyer Brown, Joe Nichols, and Madison County are going to be there on July 13th. So let's get started on our chores. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here we are, right at 5 o'clock. Let's see what our news is. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The White House is hoping for diplomacy in the Ukraine crisis, but warning Russia could invade this week. If that happens, drivers across the nation may feel the impact at the pump. Gas prices are expected to soar as Russia is the world's second largest oil exporter. A new report shows oil prices could reach up to $125 a barrel, depending on sanctions. New steps are being taken in Canada to end a protest over COVID vaccine mandates. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says it's gone on far too long and people need to go home. These legal blockades are hurting Canadians and they need to stop. Trudeau invoked the country's Emergencies Act, allowing the government to ban gatherings in certain locations. The crackdown can include freezing their bank accounts and suspending their car insurance. California is ending its mask mandate today, but not just yet for schools. That will stay in place for another two weeks. Washington, D.C. and Maryland are the latest to reveal they'll end mandates as well. President Biden has said it's still too soon. The CDC agrees, but is considering new mask guidelines as COVID cases fall. New numbers show the nation now averages 175,000 infections a day, down 78% from last month. 
The civil rights trial in the Minnesota killing of George Floyd enters a new phase today. The defense will begin presenting its case after the prosecution rested. Three former cops are accused of not trying to save Floyd's life during an arrest in 2020. Two are also charged with not stopping a fourth ex-cop who held Floyd down and was convicted last year. You're listening to NBC News Radio. And that's a little bit of our news for this morning. Let's look at our weather. Temperatures around the area. Eau Claire, we're sitting at zero. So no temperature at all. Medford is eight below. Rice Lake is Rice Lake and Wausau are one below zero. Green Bay is six degrees. Marshfield is two. La Crosse is thirteen. And Madison, Milwaukee are the balmy areas of the state, and they are both sitting at sixteen. And let's take a look at our weather for today. Today we're supposed to get up to 30 degrees, and tonight we're only supposed to be dropping down to 29 with partly sunny skies. Tomorrow, 33 for the high, 3 for the low with partly sunny skies. Thursday, we're going to drop down quite a bit, and our high is only 13 with a low of 6 below. Friday, our high is 30 with a low of 1 with a slight chance of snow. And Saturday, we're going to be a little bit lower with a high of only 21. But Sunday, we're going to make a rebound and get back up to 38 with partly sunny skies. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Let them do the cleaning for you. Marquardt Motors has an auto detailing package for $189.95 for an interior and exterior detail. That is a $250 value or an interior or exterior detail for $99.95. Call or book your appointment at markwartmotors.com. Let's get on for a few more chores, and then we're going to take a look at our markets. Another longtime seed dealer and Alpharex dealer in Wisconsin is Roly Thompson. And Roly is down in the Galesville area. And Roly, as we get into 2022, how long have you been in the seed business, and how long have you been handling Alpharex seeds? Well, I've been in the seed business about 35 years in Alphorex for the last five years. How big a territory will you cover? I know it's kind of like have pickup, will drive, but uh, realistically, how far will you go? Well, i got customers as far away as Green Bay, but most of my areas are on Marshfield and Galesville area. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Because I know you don't have really a, a shingle that you hang out at a mill or something like that. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, just give me a ring on my cell phone at 608-792-2577. So what are you hearing about Alpharex Seed Supplies this year and maybe the pricing? And uh, will you carry the, the whole line because the genetic base continues to expand all the time for Alpharex? Yeah, everything is good supply, and I, we carry anything you need in small grains. They don't handle oats, but I also have, have oat seed. And the prices, some stayed the same, some went down a little bit. And the clover line, that kind of went up quite a bit in the small, real small grains. But the supply should be uh, plentiful this year for your needs. Yep, they say don't worry about it, so just keep selling. Ah, that's the way to do it. And again, that phone number to get a hold of you, Rolly? 608-792-2577. He's your Alpha Rex dealer in Galesville and beyond. Rolly Thompson with Alpha Rex. Thank you. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get rolling with our farm markets. Choice fed beef steers are 135 to 145 with mixed at 70 to 134. Choice fed beef heifers are 132 to 144 with mixed at 1 to 131. Choice fed Holstein steers are 106 to 128 with selects at 1 to 105. Cows are 57 to 75 with a top of 88. Bulls are 80 to 109. Butcher hogs are 54 to 60 and a half with sows at 56 to 63 and three quarters. Boars are 20 to 27 and a half. New crop market lambs are 225 to 242. Old crop market lambs are 190 to 215. Feeder lambs are 255 to 370. And let's look at our futures markets. February live cattle. February is 142.42. Steady at up 55. April's at 146.35. One up 175 or 17 and a half. July is 141.45. Up 32 cents. Our feeder cattle for March is 166.87 and a half. Uh, steady at 65. April is 171 and a half, and that's steady at 80 cents, up 80 cents. May is 175.55, steady at up 80 cents. And our lean hog futures for February is 91.62 and a half, up one and a quarter. <laughs> April is 102.32, up 10 cents. May is 106 and a half. Up 10 cents. And that is trending upward. Looking at our corn markets from our Board of Trade, they're trending down from the rain in Argentina. They had a little bit of rain with the chance of rain for next week. So the markets are trending a little bit downward. For corn, March corn is at 648, down 7. Oats, 737, down 8. Soybeans are fifteen sixteen down nine. Soybean meal is four hundred and forty six dollars a ton, down a dollar. Wheat is eight dollars and thirteen cents, down fifteen. And in our cheese markets, barrels are one ninety five, up four dollars. Forty pound blocks are one ninety two and a half, up three quarters. Gray double A butter is two seventy eight and a half, up three. And our class three milk for February is twenty eighty two. Up two cents. March is twenty two eighty one. Up thirteen. April up thirty one cents at two twenty three twenty five. But May we're taking the downward trend, down four cents to twenty two fifty. June down seven cents to twenty two eighteen, and it's trending downward through the end of the year. And that's a look at our markets. Up next, we're going to be looking at some farm news. Crop insurance used to be simple. Do you want yield or hail coverage? Today, there are too many options to analyze without seeking help. 
Optimum is a new tool exclusive to Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Optimum works by running thousands of simulations based on information from your farm. It then compares outcomes of every policy choice available to find the right fit for you. Contact Ag Country today and ask about the new Optimum tool. Life's a bit slower in the country, but your internet doesn't need to be. Bug Tussle Wireless provides fast, reliable internet in rural areas where others can't. Local Wisconsin internet at an honest price without contracts or data caps. New towers are now available throughout the listening area. Military, veterans, first responders, and teachers are eligible for a 15% discount for life. Get connected today at BugTussleWireless.com. Interested in becoming a part of the growing team? Call 920-240-6227 for more info. Eau Claire Memorial Crematory, serving families since 1982. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a look at some farm news. USDA's Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, Robert Bonney, sees a movement ahead in agriculture where farmers are paid not just for what they grow, but how they grow it. According to DTN, as the USDA rolled out its partnership for Climate Smart Commodities Pilot Program this week, the department, along with the Commodity Credit Corporation, is offering up a chance for businesses and other organizations to create voluntary market incentives that lower or minimize emissions of carbon and other greenhouse gases. Support for the new pilot program poured in from groups, including the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Farmers Union, American Soybean Association, National Corn Growers Association, National Milk Producers Federation, and many more. Among the criticisms for the, of the partnership is the sign-up process. Producers don't just go to their local farm service agency office to sign up for it. Instead, USDA issued a grant notice this week seeking applicants for businesses, groups, state and local governments, or tribes for products under separate parts. The first, due April 8th, includes projects that could range from $5 million up to potentially $100 million. A second pool of funding is set aside for smaller projects from 250000 to $4.9 million that is due May 27th. And on the export scene, export levels were higher than ever before. In 2021, U.S. red meat export values totaled $18.7 billion. Reduced tariff rates for beef with Korea and Japan, along with the U.S.-China Free Trade Agreement, were the reasons for the increase in exports. Duty-free access Duty-free access to U.S. beef by free trade agreement partners in Central America, the Dominican Republic, Colombia, Peru, and Chile also helped to increase beef exports. Farm First Dairy Cooperative Board elects officers. John Rettler of Nisho, Wisconsin, was re-elected president at the 10th annual meeting on February 12th in Onalaska. Board directors from Wisconsin include Stephanie Hughes of Pittsville, Dan Vandertee of Brussels, Wayne Jaskowski of Athens, Richard Mayer of Unity, and Brian Wozniak of Stanley. And a little bit of news on the Freedom Convoy. The Freedom Convoy protests are clearing. 
Canadian police have cleared the blockage on the Windsor-Detroit Bridge. Traffic is now moving on this important border crossing, but the border crossings at Pembia and Emerson are still closed. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said the protests need to stop and Canadians need to continue to listen to science. And I heard just the other day that he said, Canadians, you need to go home. We need to get this over with and get stuff moving again like it should be moving. And that's some of our farm news. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And up next, we're going to hear from Dan Bassey. He is an economist out of Chicago, and he's going to talk about the economy and the pro- and production in agriculture. But first, let's look at our temperatures a little bit around the area. Eau Claire, we're sitting at zero. Medford is eight below. Rice Lake and Wausau are one below. Green Bay's at six. Marshfield's at two. La Crosse is 13. Madison and Milwaukee are at 16. And I did notice on my way in, those curves and corners around those rural roads were a little bit slippery because it's kind of cool. It's kind of chilly out there and it kind of iced up around the corners. But up next, let's hear from Dr. Dan Bassey. Winter, you know, when the crops aren't in the ground yet, they will get there eventually once things start to warm up. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Jill, you had the chance to talk to someone who's thinking even farther ahead than just putting it in the ground, but thinking about how we can market these commodities after they're harvested. Yes, I did, Aaron. I got the opportunity to talk to Dr. Dan Bossi about the commodities and helping out farmers with their marketing strategies. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. And I, it really, he was very encouraging and we had a very good conversation. I'm sitting here with Dan Bassey. He's the president of Ag Resource. He's talking about doing, helping farmers make better decisions. And let's hear what he has to say. Well, I'm a uh, ag economist. Uh, this is my 42nd year. I have offices in Chicago, Sao Paulo, and Switzerland, and we try to help farmers and agribusiness and the world food industry make better decisions. And so as we look at this and do our economic modeling and look at all that's ahead, we believe we're in a commodity super cycle. What do we mean by commodity super cycle? This was the first time in history that the world produced a record grain crop, and we're going to consume more of it than we produced. Never happened before. And this is due to consumer demand. And so we're seeing this consumer demand around the world as the pandemic hasn't really dented uh, demand whatsoever. In fact, the flood of capital, disposable income, and lots of other things has really accentuated the outlook for food commodities. And we believe that this bull market, if I can use that term, goes on for two to three years, maybe into the 2023 Farm Bill, which we think will probably get kicked down to 2024 because of the coming presidential election. You're talking about using more than we produced in the past, so that means our stocks are going to be going down? We really need to bring in to production, stocks are going down, we need to bring into production some additional 20 to 25 million acres in, in the world over the next five years. We have this concept in America called what we call peak farmland. In other words, for the last 10 years, we've stolen 25 million acres from a program called Conservation Reserve. And of course, the other program being hay. U.S. Hayland Acres today is at its lowest level since 1909. 
And so we're done stealing. The hay market is at a record high price. So as we look forward, we can't steal anymore. There's not a lot of it. There may be a million acres here or there in fringe areas, but with the USDA now bidding higher for CRP as much as $300 an acre in the last round and trying to get another two to four million acres in that, we do not have any more farmland to bring under plow. And so that is what peak farmland really means. And it takes us in a different direction because all of a sudden my farmers in Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, Black Sea, they all have to produce more grain to just keep up with world demand. The big story that I keep reporting on is the lack of rain in the South America. How do you think that's going to affect the economy with the grain production. We know today that uh, southern Brazil has had a record heat and dryness from the middle of November through the middle of January. We, In fact, in Argentina in the last week, we've never seen another time frame where an agriculture area of the, of the world, the primary agricultural area, has endured 107 degree average daily temperature over an entire week. This damaged tremendously in terms of crops, uh, we are, our, my office in Sao Paulo sees the Brazilian soybean crop at 131 million metric tons. That would be down 14. If we add on losses in Paraguay, which is a nearby neighbor of about three or four, and in Argentina of about five, we end up losing about 660 million bushels of soybeans. That's about 20 million metric tons. In the case of corn, we're about that same area, 18 to 20 million metric tons. Brazil and Argentina combined. So for the lo- world to lose 40 million metric tons of grain, 1.2 billion bushels is a big deal when stock use ratios were already record lows. What do you think grain market prices are going to do? Well, they've already rallied. We have soybean prices back at $14 a bushel. Corn is now exceeding $6 a bushel in the cash market. There's no room for any additional air. Brazil produces another crop called safrina, which is their winter corn crop. And safrina in Portuguese means little. It's not so little anymore. The Brazil has quickly become the world's second largest corn exporter. If that corn crop has any issues because of the ongoing soil moisture problems or we have a problem in the United States or in the Northern Hemisphere, this grain market will explode. So there's uh, going to be high volatility and relatively high prices for as far as the eye can see. What do we need to turn the market over to the more bearish landscape? Well, we need a record crop in the United States and a record crop in South America consecutively. That can't happen this year, but you know it's something we can watch in the months and years ahead. And it looked like we had a record crop in the United States this past year, but Brazil is going to be down, and you're talking about having it in the two years in a row in order to catch up on our That's stocks. That's right, because now in the United States, we need to produce record corn crops each and every year. 15 billion bushels of the demand for U.S. corn because of ethanol, uh, exports. And then we've got this new thing which everybody needs to pay attention to called renewable diesel. Renewable diesel is a brand new ingredient in the agricultural land outlook. And this is a diesel fuel that is just like diesel. It's, it goes through a refinery, it's, it's added, and oxygen is added, and it's just like diesel. We estimate, or EAI, which is the Energy Information Agency of the United States, is estimating that we will need an extra 28 million acres of soybeans within the next three years to meet this renewable diesel demand. Those acres aren't out there. And so are we going to steal from other crops or what's going on? This is a very interesting time right now for American agriculture. We only have so many acres of land, so we can't really plant more. 
you think we'll be working more on the production side of the soybeans? Well, we're always working on production. I think every farmer wants to produce more yield. And boy, we spend a lot of time going to winter meetings and talking to agronomists and trying to figure that. But we can only get about 1.8 bushels per acre average in the United States, gain in corn, maybe four-tenths of a bushel in soybeans, even with the best advancements through genetics. And so we will get those advancements. But what really needs to happen is a leap of, of, of new technology to get us yields that are closer to, let's say, 300 bushels in the high areas, uh, 300 bushels an acre in the high yielding areas of Iowa, Illinois, and maybe uh, Indiana. That's mm, a few years off yet, even though it's happening locally. We're talking about needing to produce more soybeans. Big story that I keep covering is the fertilizer prices. They seem to be rocketing up there. And then we talk again about the demand and the supply. And supply and demand is seems to be a problem for the farmers and getting their fertilizer rounded up. How do you think that fertilizer price is going to affect what crops are planted? Well, it'll, it'll definitely have a negative impact on corn. We have lowered our corn seedings estimate to 90.5 million acres. And it's just because of cost. As I talked to the American Bankers Association a few weeks ago, Credit lines are not expanding, so as these costs go up, farmers need more credit. But bankers are very reluctant to offer them more credit relative to the extra risk that goes with these high prices and high costs. And so I think what's going to happen is the farmer will plant more soybeans, which is a lower uh, costing crop, if you will, less corn. And now it takes over $1,100, excluding rent, to produce on an acre of corn. That's an exceptionally high price. And so it's not only fertilizer, it's a lack of chemicals like glycophosphate and all the other things. This is going to resonate all the way into spring. And unfortunately, some farmers will have to do without it by our analysis. And the reason being is that the world fertilizer market is higher than the U.S. market. So if there is any extra in the world, it flows to Brazil or other places. It's not flowing to the U.S. Gulf and up the Mississippi River. For the first time, and this always gets me because I'm still a dairy farmer, for the first time and probably, this would go back to 2013, so we're talking nine years, we are bullish of dairy. And so the dairy markets really look interesting to us. We say that because the dairy herd is contracting rapidly in Europe. The pasture conditions are not very good down in New Zealand. So those two systems are not expanding milk production. And we're seeing this global increase in demand, which is not uh, uh, being satisfied. And so the price of butter has nearly doubled in the last four months. And milk prices look like they can sustain values above $20 in 2022. The markets that I look at show an upward trend for those milk prices, and that's good to see for our dairy farmers. It sure is. It's finally a nice breath of uh, profitability for some of the larger operations. So that was Dan Bassey. Thank you very much. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. While we're waiting for the weather, let's take a look at some of the leadership development event results for Section 7. This happened in Wisconsin Rapids. The Creed Speaking Contest winner was Jessica Lindo from Marshfield. And second was Teresa Connect from Spencer. Prepared Speaking was Abby Giddings from Amherst. And in second was Madeline Hensel from Pittsville. Extemporaneous speaking, Madeline Hensel from Pittsville was first, with Claire Vi of Stevens Point coming in second. Parley Pro was Marshfield in first. Discussion meet, Josh Lindo from Marshfield was in first, with Brooke Malik of Stevens Point coming in second. Quiz ball, 
Chris Bull, Spencer 1 was in first, and Spencer 2 was in second. Employment skills, Carly Kibble from Spencer was in first, with Kayser Eckleberry in second from Spencer. And the first and second place, place people go on to the next level of sectional leadership or sectional uh, contest, and that will have, happen in a later date. I have the date here somewhere, but I'll find it later. So District 20, and this happened in Colby. For Creed speaking, Izzy Nabowski of Thorpe was first with Ella Rotz of Loyal second. Prepared speaking, Rachel Becky of Thorpe was first with Nicholas Wilkie of Loyal coming in second. Extemporaneous senior speaking, Justin Berg of Granton was first with Gianna Keene of Nielsville coming in second. Parley Pro, Granton was first with Thorpe coming in second. Discussion meet, Aspen Hagen was, of Loyal was first with Alexis Pongress of Granton coming in second. Quiz Bowl, Granton was first and with Greenwood in second. And employment skills, Devin Hinkleman of Loyal was com- came in first with Sierra Balky of Owen Withy coming in second. And lastly, District 21 out of Mosinee, Creed speaking, Patty Lundgren of Wausau, Wausau was first, with Lily Netter of Wausau coming in second. Prepared speaking, Desiree Rauch of Wausau was first, with Kendra Ode of Wausau coming in second. Extemporaneous speaking, Kendra Ode uh, was first, with Ashley Zembrowski of Wausau coming in second. Parley Pro, Edgar came in first. Discussion meet, Cassandra Rowley of Athens was first with Ruby Fallows of Medford second. Employment skills, Audrey Arneson of Wausau was first with Kelsey Jacor of Medford in second. And all those kids, great job, congratulations, and you get to move on to the sectional contests. And a little bit more news, Prairie Prairie Farm FFA is selling strawberry seeds. They're selling eight container flats for $28. They'll be delivered March 14th. Contact Prairie Farm FFA if you're looking for that. And in the commercials, you heard about the Marshfield Mall and the the farm show coming up. Kristen and I will be over there tomorrow and Thursday. Come on over to the WAX booth and see what we have to offer. And more upcoming events, Wisconsin Co-op Day at the Capitol is tomorrow, February 16th. Look online to find out a little bit more about the Co-op Day at the Capitol. Let's run on over to the weather and see if Mark Mike Dandria is on hand. I have a cousin named Mark for what that's worth. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm a little that's bit right. tongue-tied this morning. Got back in the hot seat, and boy, my tongue is just like I got marbles on it. Hey, it happens. I've uh, I've transposed Eau Claire and Lacrosse before by accident and called it Eau Cross. So. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> well, just doing the best we can, right? Yep, we are doing our best and uh, certainly doing my best with this forecast because, well, we've got some warmer temperatures today and for tomorrow morning, but 
uh, not going to stick around forever, and that's pretty much been the status quo. Um, otherwise, uh, well, today well, it was starting out pretty cold, but uh, clouds will roll in, continue throughout the morning to roll in, but winds will also pick up as well, and it's going to look kind of like a gloomy day out there with the temperatures warming into the mid 30s, or excuse me, low 30s, but with the winds sustained 15 to 20 miles per hour, wouldn't sus- it wouldn't expect, or excuse me, wouldn't surprise me, see, I'm tongue tied too, to get winds up to uh, 30 miles per hour at times. Now, later tonight, we'll have a chance of some flurries, but otherwise mostly cloudy. But temperatures will really continue to rise throughout the night and uh, making for a warm start to the day tomorrow. But temperatures will fall throughout the day to around the low 20s by later on in the afternoon. And by tomorrow night, clouds hang around and we'll be right back into the single digits. Now, for Thursday, it'll be pretty chilly, but we'll have some more sunshine to show for it as temperatures get into about the mid-teens for our highs and back below zero with a temperature of about negative seven for our thursday night with mostly clear conditions now right now in eau claire looking at mostly cloudy conditions temperature of three degrees i'm sky 113 meteorologist mike dandria thank you mike thank you jill have a great day you too thanks and that was mike dandria from tv 13 and your Sky 113 weather is brought to you by Marquardt motors Marquardt motors is hiring for a metal technician in their high volume auto body shop Marquardt Motors offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or call MarquardtMotors.com. We're going to roll on over and see what Morgan has for our news for today. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. It's election day. Voters, you'll have to decide some local races. There's school board, mayor, town and city council in some areas and judges. The winners of today's primaries then move to the election in April. Polls open just a little bit from now, 7 a.m. until 8 tonight. And all voters must bring an ID with them to the polls. And a thank you to all the clerks and those who work those polls for us. In other headlines, Eau Claire County will soon have a new sheriff for the first time in 26 years. Familiar name to many, Sheriff Ron Kramer said he will not run for re-election this fall. Kramer said it's time for him to ride off into the sunset. No word who may step up and run to replace him, but Kramer has served in the sheriff's office since 1975 and has been sheriff since 1996. His last day will be January of next year. Well, we look to the schools where it's reading, writing, and recommended, but not required when it comes to the masks. The city school district yesterday in Eau Claire said it's dropping a mask mandate for middle schools and high schools. That's effective today. Elementary schools through the end of the week. More information online about that letter that went home to parents. You can find that at 715newsroom.com. And as we look to public health, coronavirus hospitalizations and cases, both on the downward trend here in Wisconsin. We look to the courts where attorneys for Governor Tony Evers and Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce made their arguments in front of the state Supreme Court over whether or not the state can list the number of COVID cases connected to a business. Now, Justice Pat Rogensack said she can't find a statute that lets WMC challenge the state on this issue. I, I feel your pain for your members and not wanting to release the documents, but I don't see where WMC has a right to have a declaration made about medical records. Justices Rebecca Bradley and Annette Ziegler repeatedly grilled the state's attorney over releasing private medical information. The state says that all they're releasing is the name of a business and the number of COVID contacts that are connected with it. WMC says that will hurt businesses. Oh, we take it to Titletown. Well, there won't be many changes on how Lambeau Field will be managed. State Rep David Steffen said he met with Lambeau Field Stadium District Board leaders last week and came to an agreement on transparency and oversight. Steffen was pushing a piece of legislation 
legislation to dissolve the stadium taxing district and shift the responsibilities to the city of Green Bay. Now, Lambeau managers will be more open about the taxing district's finances, and they've agreed to bring in an outside lawyer when renegotiating the Packers' next lease. As Stefan said he wanted to make sure taxpayers in Brown County were getting what they should from Lambeau managers, said he's going to withdraw that legislation. And it's more moolah for World Dairy Expo and Alliant Energy Center, of course, the home of that expo. And the World Dairy Expo brings thousands of cows to Madison each year. Those cows bring dairymen to our city, and they need a barn to stay in. Well, hotel room in our language, but you know. That's the link between tourism and $3 million in state tourism grant money that's going to the Alliant Center for heating and cooling upgrades. Dane County Executive Joe Parisi yesterday announced the new grant money, saying the county should start that work this year. Take about a year to complete. And from the barn to the bunker, I original piece of real estate up for sale in Missouri. The gated property comes with surveillance, security, a ventilation and circulation system, and even a private well. The owner says he built the home about a decade ago to bring people to in case something happened, but it has now become too much to maintain. The home also includes a kitchen, two full baths, and a pantry. It's listed for just over $300,000. I'm Matt Mattinson. And location, location, location for me. That's the 715newsroom.com. You're listening to Jill in the Midwest Farm Show. And shortly after 6 this morning, it's Alex Edwards. The wrangles the usual cast of Unusuals. And we'll be right along here with you on the Wax Morning Show. Let's do this Tuesday together, right? On Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan, for the update on the news. We're going to go through a few more chores. And then we're going to be looking at some markets. Starting with Sparta and then going to Jerry Fitzgerald. Hi. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to hear from Scott Herman of Sparta Equity. Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of the cows 65 to 76. 60% of the cows sold 50 to 64. And 20% of the cows sold 49 and down. The organic cows were steady with the most cows 89 to a dollar 10. A few thin small cows 70 to 88. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high yielding bulls 75 to 95. Canner and utility bulls 74 and down. Fed cattle were steady with no test on the beef. Choice beef steers and heifers 135 to 148 with no test. Select the choice beef steers and heifers, 120 to 135 with no test. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 115 to 130 with no test. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 130. Your choice Holstein steers, 108 to 120. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 107 and down. Replacement calves were steady with the top Holstein bull calves, 70 to 120. Your Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50, and the beef calves, 150 to 230. Just a reminder, this Thursday, February 17th, will be our next bread beef cow sale with bread beef cows selling at noon, followed by a regular feeder sale. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Monday, February 14th. Have a great day. And I have Jerry Fitzgerald on the line, ready and raring to go. He says he's waiting for that 30-degree mark today. Jerry, what's going on in Sparta? Well, Joe, good morning. I'm in Stratford. uh, (laughs) And, yeah, we're hoping to get uh, decently warm temperatures today because, of course, there is local elections around. So uh, 
I guess uh, anybody that's uh, got a local election in your municipality, please go and vote because very important. Uh, scratch my head, you know, sometimes it turns out that these local elections isn't very good, and yet uh, some folks tell me, well, we vote once every four years. Well, the important thing is to vote for the local people because those are the ones that you have the control over, really, you know. So anyway, that's my soapbox for this morning, so I suppose we better do the markets too, huh? Yeah, we better get at it. All right, Jill, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford, and we'll start out with the market cow auction. to be in very good demand. Holding fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's auction, selling from 68 to 79 topping at $80 on the cow market. Cows on yesterday's sale, selling from 50 to 67 Thinner cows, plainer cows, below the $50 money. Bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls are selling mostly from 88 to a dollar. Lighter weight bulls below 80. And uh, most of our fed cattle here in Stratford are sold on Wednesday, so we'll have an update on that on in the week here. But to get to the calf market yesterday, again, a steady market on the bull calves, 9,230 pound good quality bull calves are selling from 85 up to 185. Heifer calves continue to be uh, very limited demand, 25 and below. Calves yesterday, again, very strong on those beef calves, 150 to 350. 75 uh, topping on the beef calves. But again, folks, do keep in mind, lightweight calves, still very little demand for those. All right, we are at Tuesday here in Stratford. We get underway this morning uh, at 10 o'clock with the hay and straw sale. Again, we have a nice selection of hay for you folks. Uh, and uh, I know for small squares, we have consignment of small squares again today. We have round bales of third crop, round bales of first crop. So again, um, nice selection of hay. That'll be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, we move to the dairy auction. And as part of that dairy auction day, we do have springing Holstein heifers on the dairy sale today. For the dairy sale, we do sell uh, market cattle, including organic market cows. Tuesday, also conventional market cows today on Tuesday. Wednesday in Stratford, we start at 10, full marketing day on Wednesday, of course. And our feeder cattle auction tomorrow is at noon. Uh, we have some very fancy Black Angus cattle consigned for that sale tomorrow, along with the uh, other consignments of feeder cattle. So we'll see about that tomorrow. So, Jill, again, uh, turn it back to you, and uh, there should not be a problem today. Uh, but it was nice yesterday, cold, but the, the sun, days are getting longer, so... And I'm uh, talked to a few folks, and well, the maple syrup people—they're getting ready. So I'm a weeks off on that, though I would guess. I don't know. I don't know much about the maple syrup. We'll maybe get tune in and find out some more information about that. Yeah, it's probably a little bit for that. So anyway, Jill, you have a very nice day, and I'll be back here tomorrow morning. All right, sounds good. Take care. Thank you. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford. As long as I get my been a little struggle with the buttons this morning, I need to get back in the groove. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that was John Michael Montgomery sold. And on the line, I have Michelle Tareen from Tareen Livestock. Michelle, hey, a little bit good warmer morning, out there today. I know it's exciting after a cold weekend. I don't know. It's every day. I'm just spring i'm excited it just seems like but i know we're gonna have what a colder day on thursday but then you know maybe it'll be smooth sailing after that well and the way i look at it we're always one day closer to springtime i know and they said uh, march 1st last year we had no snow so hmm. yeah well we started calving too so we've got one baby on the ground and looking for more 
and starting March 1st, we're going to have a whole, whole bunch. Yeah, that's that time of the year, right? Yep. And you said I was kind of yeah. busy. Well, I just added one more thing to the agenda, didn't I? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I never even thought about that, but how true. Well, yeah. you know, you're a multitasker. That's a great thing. <laughs> Some days. All right, Michelle, let's yeah. hear what the markets were up at Tureen Livestock last night. All right. Thank you, Jill. Summing up the sale from Monday, February 14th at Tureen Livestock Market in the Sodica Market, we tapped at 86 with a consignment by Chris Schmidt of Bruce. 80% of the cows flipped from 60 and above. Market cows were 70 to 82. Low-yielding cows, 57 to 68. Thin and weak cows, 55 and lower. And the Holstein steer market choice in prime, 106 to 124. Selects were 104 and down. For beef-type steers and heifers, choice, 110 to 134. Selects were 106 and lower. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 70 to 93 with the utilities at 68 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves sold from $85 to $160 per head. We tapped at $165 with a consignment by Marvin Hudorowski of Thorpe. Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were $10 to $70 per head. Beef, beef cross calves, $80 to $285 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butcher. Styles were $50 to $70. Our next sale will be tomorrow, Wednesday, the 16th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m., if you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And, of course, check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the Citrine Livestock, your family owned an upright market. Have a great day. Thank you, Michelle. You did much better with the words than I did. You even get some of those names right. I was struggling with that this morning, too. Is that what, you know, everybody has that kind of a day once in a while, right? So chalk it up to us. Today's your Monday. Today is my Monday. I'm back in the hot seat. Yeah. Tomorrow's a whole new day, right? You bet. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Have a great day. You you too. Take care. And that was Michelle Tureen from Tureen Livestock. Let's run right into our country elevator prices. Golden Plump in Arcadia, corn is at 588. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek are all at 589. Baldwin, soy, Baldwin, Duran, and Elmwood, soybeans are at 1491. Mondovi's at 1486. Fall Creek's at 1481 for soybeans. Osseo's at 599 for corn and 1491 for soybeans. Stevens Point is 1477 for soybeans. Elk Mound is five ninety three and fourteen eighty seven. Sparta is at six oh one for their corn and fourteen eighty nine for soybeans. Ellsworth is five seventy six and fourteen seventy six. Doomers Buck Country, they're at five eighty seven for corn and fourteen ninety six for soybeans. Wheaton Chippewa Falls location is five ninety three for corn and fourteen ninety for soybeans. Connorsville's fourteen ninety three for soy. For corn and fourteen is five ninety three for corn and fourteen eighty seven for soybeans. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at six oh eight, Stanley's at six dollars, New Richmond's at five eighty nine, and one last look at our Chicago Board of Trade trade, and they are trending downward because of some rain in Argentina. They had a little rain last week, and they're looking to rain. It's looking to rain more this next week. So March corn is at 
down 7. Oats is at 7.37, down 8. Soybeans are at 15.60, down 9. Soybean meals at $446 a ton, down a dollar. Wheat is at 8.13, down 15. In our dairy markets, barrels are 195, down 4. And 40 pound blocks are 191.5, up 3 quarters. Gray double aid butter is at 278.5, up 3. And our class 3 futures on our milk, February is at 2082, up 2. April's at 2325, up 31. With June, May and June going trending downward and into the $22 range. And that, let's take one last look at our weather for today. We're up to 30 for a high, and tonight our low is 29, but partly sunny. Tomorrow, high of 33. Thursday, high of 13. But Friday, we're going to come out of the cold and be back up into the 30s. Saturday is 21 for a high, and Sunday is 38. And looking at partly sunny for most of the rest of the week. That's what I have for you for the farm show today. I'm Jill Welke. Sorry about the marbles in my mouth, but maybe tomorrow we'll get those white cleaned out and do a better job with that. And remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Have a great day.